Blog Talk Radio. It's April 5th. Oh, how time flies. We're glad you're listening to the Eastern Airlines Radio Hour, and we reach out to over 50 countries now with Eastern history and music each week. This show is not a scripted show, but we rely on the memories our callers and hosts want to share along with what we call Eastern music. Now, both the music and memories are from once upon a long time ago, and here's that music. Once there was a neighborhood street Handlebars, bicycle seats, a house full of love, a great place to grow. Once upon a long time ago, if only I could go back again to mom and dad and all of my I know from once upon a long time ago I'll never fly off to Neverland I'll never travel in time All I can do is the best I can and go there I'm there Hide and seek Musical chairs Hot summer nights And the cool winter snow From once upon A long time ago I smile as I look back On roads I've crossed Traveling down memory lane But without all of those that I've loved and lost Life is 
not the same For all the good times I can recall To all I've loved God bless you all The happiest moments That I'll ever know Were once upon A long time ago Once upon a long time ago, I, for one, go back in my mind and revisit, especially the days of Eastern Airlines. Like our host today, we have with us, I see, Chuck Albright, who lives in the Villages, Florida. Hello, Chuck. How are you today? I'm doing good. We're here at a balmy 77 degrees today. Okay, very good. And I see uh, Jim Holder there in uh, in Conyers, Georgia. Is that about right, Jim? Yeah, 100% right. Okay. And the Hummer. I'm going to put the Hummer on right now. Mike Scott and Mike, you're up there in uh, Long Island, on Long Island. You say in Long Island or on Long Island. What's correct, Jim? Long, Long, Long Island. I mean, Mike, Long, Long, Long Island. Island here. It's a, it's a nice 61 degrees here today with the sun shining and a little windy. All right. Welcome, okay. hosts and listeners. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, uh, the show today, we talk about just about anything and everything. Jim's got some stories. Chuck, I know, is full of stories. Try to keep them uh, uh, to Eastern Airlines, and sometimes we can drift off uh, if uh, if we have some dead air time. And dead air time is not allowed on this show. We like to keep it moving. And uh, it's like uh, Jim Holder knows when printing a magazine, you run out of ink and you don't have any more pages to print. Right, Jim? That's right. That's not a good thing either. That's not a good thing. But at any rate, I got a letter or an email, and Jim did too, and we're going to talk about that today and hope. And, Jim, while I'm uh, reading this, if you don't mind, do you have any way of of uh, looking up uh, Libby Haynes's phone number? Uh, I will look. I don't think while so, I'm, but I will well, take while a look. I'm reading, while I'm reading this, uh, take a look and see if you can find it, because I can put in a call for her and see if we can get her on the line. Now here's a letter. Here's a letter, and sent sent via email, and it it's uh, dated March 21st. It says, "Dear Captain Holland, it has been a long time since I've been in touch with you, you good people at REPA, that's the Retired Eastern Pilots Association, for our listeners. Sorry about that, and I hope all is going well for you. March 9th of last year. March 9th of last year." My retirement community canceled 
excuse me. My, my, I will start again. March 9th last year, my retirement community canceled all social activities and requested that we not leave our apartments. One resident referred to it as solitary confinement in a comfortable cell with a clean private bathroom. Also, meals, mail, and other necessities were delivered to the shelf by our hall door by masked and gloved employees who knocked loudly and then fled. No visitors at all were allowed to enter the campus except one near relative to visit a patient in a near-death condition. Fortunately, we have an on-campus resident email network and could entertain each other with jokes and comments of all kinds, and of course, internet and TV. Our COVID-infected infection rate was 1.1% from March to June of last year, and none since. Of our 2,000 residents, 22 cases, eight deaths, all skilled nursing patients about 100 years old. Now, everyone in the healthcare facility assisting living, skilled nursing, and dementia care, all staff and employees living off campus and 97% of the residents in independent living have both had both Pfeiffer shots and I feel a lot more relaxed and safe. And now my daughters can come visit, and I can go out by myself. Just had my driver's license renewed. It's legal until I'm 98. Now, getting off the letter, I looked in Virginia. Uh, they're issued for five years, so I think that she's about, uh, Libby is about 93 years old. And getting back to the letter, she said, well, that ought to be about right, 98. Thanks for your offer to buy a copy of The Wings of Man. I hope you still have one in stock. It would be a book I would be very proud to own and read. And here's your check for it. She put a check in the mail. Thanks. Jim Holder sent me a copy of Repartee from last fall. It is sad that you are all, all are thinking of disbanding, but I suppose it's inevitable as time marches on. My husband's 64th troop carrier group from North Africa, 1942-45, started having reunions in 1975 and disbanded after 2007. You good REPA pilots remind me very strongly of those fine gentlemen. We all change with the years. Yes, once I was slender. Hard to believe it now. And she enclosed two pictures one back then and one now with her RCAF station, I don't know, a Civil Air Patrol uniform. And she says that she can stay in there. Uh, she's still a member, and her picture was taken in 2020. Now I'm going to open it up for Jim to see if Jim has uh, found a uh, phone number. Jim, did you find any kind of phone number at all? <clears throat> no, I did not, and I was hoping that I could find the name of the facility where she's at and we could maybe find her on a that way but I don't see that in my my copies here yeah I got the address but that's not the name of the uh, facility yeah. that she lives in 
Well, the lady we are speaking well, about, we, you, Jim and I are going to tell a little bit of story about what we know, and perhaps, uh, Mike, you uh, read the article, and uh, Chuck, I don't know whether you read it or not, but at any rate, um, Jim put an article in Repartee. Can you tell us about that, Jim? Yeah, so it was in the uh, uh, 2017 issue of Repartee, or T, however you want to pronounce it, and she had i've gotten a letter out of the out of the blue from her wanting to see if i could help her find uh, a guy named eddie and it she she goes on and talks about you know what eddie did and uh and this was not her husband this was before she met her husband and i'm not really sure i have a feeling that it might have been a romance involved but uh she all she knew was that he probably flew for an airline after what happened back during the during the war years, and uh, I was able to find out what the guy's name was from her, and it was Eastern Captain Edmund M. Kurge, K-E-R-G-E, and then he did go by Eddie, and uh, I was able to discover using ALPA. Uh, in headquarters, that he had died on December the 7th, and he had been an Eastern captain based in New York, and he'd re- retired uh, off of 10-11. And that's about all I got on that part of it. But she did now, tell some real interesting stories about Eddie and uh, what she did in her airplane. She apparently was a pilot and had a, P3, a PT-23 and uh, has a picture of it uh, in color. And it's her sitting in the cockpit looking back at the camera, and her young younger brother Eddie it seemed like everybody in her life back in that time was was called Eddie or Ed. <laughs> He's looking at the camera, and uh, it tells a story about how a different Eddie was flying the airplane, and she was in the back seat, and she had just done a solo uh, flight from somewhere in Virginia to somewhere else and back. And she had a parachute. She was required on your first cross country to have a parachute. So she was sitting back there, and all of a sudden, and he had been doing some acrobatics, and he hollers, bail out, bail out, bail out, Libby. So she jumped out, and away she went and popped the chute. Well, it turned out, but he was able to get it uh, running long enough to get it back in. It didn't crash. And, and she landed in a field, and... Uh, sprained the back and fractured an angle bone and then they go on talking about how they had to put it all playing all back together and uh, had some burned uh, wooden floor and some other parts were burned and uh, that's where they're doing this picture in four zero zero one four was in yeah that's about what I recall too and she said she said it burned all of the fabric off the airplane. Do you recall that? No. He, he it, landed it the airplane. Yeah. He, what happened was he did a uh, went upside down, and it was a crack in the carburetor gasket that only leaked when he was flying inverted because nobody knew about that. And the leak oh. caught fire when they rolled back level. And he said he expected the left wing to blow off, but it didn't because the wing tank was full to the cap. There was no fume, so he was able to get it on down, and the uh, fabric had burned off on the fuselage, and they had to replace okay. all of that. And the, and the plywood yeah. floor in the front cockpit where Eddie was was burned all the way through, but he was protected 
buy a tank of oil between the two cockpits. Okay. And, um, he was painfully yeah. burned, but not enough to leave scars. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's time now for uh, a little Eastern music. See if you guys remember this song. And of course, I'm going to play this recording artist for about four songs here for today. Here's the first one. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as you used to be. How's your new love? Are you happy? Hope you're doing fine Just to know it Means so much to me What's that, darling? How am I doing? Guess I'm doing all right Except I can't sleep And I cry all night till dawn What I'm Just for old time's sake, let me hold you in my arms one more time. Thank you, darling. May God bless you and may step you Gotta try to find a way to lose his memory of a love so warm and true. And if you should ever find it in your heart to forgive me, come back, darling, I'll be I know Mike Scott knows who that singer is. Got to be Conway. <laughs> Got to be yeah. Conway. <laughs> and and if Carrie Sue was on the radio show right now, she'd be crying. Because Conway <laughs> Sweetie is her favorite country music singer. And oh. uh, if she'd met him before me, she'd be married to him instead of me. But she loved <laughs> Conway Sweetie. Well, tell her that yeah. was dedicated to her. Okay. You had he's on the way home. Jim, you had that three green and dime before he did. He did. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I sure did. I, I cut him good. off at the pass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always thought that some songs, which you'll hear another one. I tell you, I thought it was Elvis singing the song. He sounded a lot mm-hmm. like Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Farron Young did this. He did that too, didn't he? Farron Young, uh, yeah. There's well, another one. Yeah, another great yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's Chuck? also gone too. Chuck, are you still there? 
Oh, yeah. I like, I like that kind of music. Well, you know, I'm just going to tell you right now, I believe that it's your microphone and cell phone and uh, telephone all hooked up in one that's uh, causing us to short out because you shorted out just a, a, a little bit before we played the song, and I I cut your uh, your uh, head, your microphone off, and then I couldn't hear Jim Holder. So then I put your microphone back on. So there's some strange things happening over in the villages <laughs> area over there where you live. He's a red yeah, you around somewhere. And I know there's strange. There's some strange things happening up there where Mike Scott lives. I think only <laughs> Jim, you and I uh, are in uh, uh, pure atmosphere or whatever that we can get our communication. Well, well, you, you just you just mute meet those two guys and we'll have a fun time. We'll have there, a you good time <laughs> there you go. There you go. Neil, did it stop? Well, I don't know yet. Uh, it just took its, it made a decision to cut Jim off your phone because when I cut you, your phone off, Jim was out of, out of business. And of I course like I had Mike cut off because he's a humming away over there. <laughs> hey, this is fun. I, tur- I turned the cell phone off. Oh, uh, maybe that's yeah. some kind of backfeed. I think. Yeah, and I'm send, talking on send, a regular telephone. Well, send send the other phone to Mike. Maybe that'll help him out. <laughs> I'm talking on an irregular phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, it's like it's like Emmy uh, Moore. You remember Emmy Moore, Bill Moore, Jim Holden? Oh yes, yes. yes. Oh. I've told the story about how we blew the engine on takeoff yeah. in L.A. What a great he guy! Was the he, he was oh, something he was. else. You know, I'd be flying along, and he would look at me, and he said, "You know, we don't have much fun, but we have a piss poor time." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it. <laughs> one of my oh, favorite captains. Yeah, he was one of my favorites too. You talk about low key. He was about as low key as you could play. <laughs> Great guy. There was a lot. There were a few of those guys, Don Purcell and Gibbon, all those guys. They're they're great yeah. guys. Yeah. And I don't know how your people were where you were flying, Mike. The guys you were flying with, I'm sure, because you were a close knit team, flying around the world. Uh, and uh, so you had you had to like each other just a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, we did pretty good. We had a we had a few that were kind of uh, a little bit dry, but uh, for the most part, we had uh, we had partiers like myself. <laughs> hey Neil, is the phone getting better? Well, your phone is okay right now, Chuck. You're good. You're good to go. Okay, yeah. I've set. I've shut all the extra stuff off, so it should work okay. Yeah, yeah. Blog Talk Radio is not meant to handle complications <laughs> to the degree. Yeah, we that noticed we presented. that. <laughs> We've been doing this now for 11 years. Oh, by the way, we had a couple of new. We had some folks in Kenya that listened to us last week. Uh, I don't know, Kenya. That's uh, wow. that's way down way down south, I think. Africa yeah, in there. Uh, and we had uh, Denmark, and uh, we had the Netherlands tuned us in again. And, uh, of course, our regular listeners seem to be always from the European community uh, uh, with uh, France and England and Ireland and, and Finland. We always have a listener in Finland 
every every week. And uh, Russia, we always have one in Russia and China and Thailand. We dropped our Japan, Japanese listener. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we don't seem to have him much anymore. We have Thailand. Well, and, he probably found out World War II was finally over. <laughs> Watch out now. we got to be correct about our talk here. <laughs> Neil, remember that guy that called us up on his laptop? He was from Siberia, Russia. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he we must have been freezing, a lot of freezing up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, well, they're building a channel from Russia to, to uh, the top part of Alaska because there's an island in between. So that there, some construction company is going to build a channel like they got from England to France. Yeah. Well, the Bering Straits there is not too far. Separation, I forgot how many miles the separation is. 90 miles. 90 miles, kind of like Miami to Cuba. Yeah. Sarah Palin used about. to say she could see Russia from her front yard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she probably could. On a clear day. <laughs> well, let's play another Conway Twitty song. See if you remember this one. I've been looking for you all night long, darling. You've got to talk to me I want to tell you how wrong I've been And I won't do it again You know that woman didn't mean a thing to me I hope I don't embarrass you too much here in front of all your friends I'm gonna get down on my knees Please let me make it Please, I can't give you up Cause you've made love so good for me so Hold on 
dedicated to Kerry Holder. Yeah, he just came in, but she just looked at me and then went somewhere else in the house. I'll tell her she missed being dedicated to. Well, I see her phone is on my uh, producer's board, so if you're there, Kerry, is say something. Really? Yeah. I think it's her. Well, let me go check. All right. Maybe it's not. Well, we have fun. Well, you know, Neil... Every guy that sees the girl walking out the door puts that record on. Go call in real quick on the 516 number. He just dedicated a Conway Twitty song to you because I told him that's your favorite country music singer. He said you're on the line, but you're not. It must must not be Terry. We're we're really (laughs) struggling. The lady, Libby, didn't call in. Go call in on the 516 number. Oh, that's Jim Holder, or I don't know who that is. Well, anyhow, we're on a party line, I believe, Chuck. There you go. We're on a party line. I'm going to bring in a Hummer. Hey, Hummer, you, you listening to all this two-way oh, conversation? Yeah. yeah, it's like you say, a party line. Yeah. What did that I was miss? A good, that was a good song, though, Jim Holder, but I see... A 294 number here, area code 770. I won't repeat the last numbers, but uh, I thought that was Carrie's phone number. It may be. She's, I think she's fixing to get on. Yeah. Well, we got another Not song we can... <laughs> she's saying no. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I at think any she's rate, on. Uh, she might, you might look, look around, look in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on just a second. Let me go down the hall here. Oh, golly. I hear her. You think you come out of the closet? Yeah, (laughs) They're living in the closet for you. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think she's on now. Okay, yeah, I heard you talking to her, Jim. You were disguising your voice. I don't know why. But I got another 770 caller that just called in on the board. Who do we have? 770 That's That's all I'm going to. No, that's you. Okay. Well, we got free from Georgia. <laughs> One from the village. We're doing fine. We're playing all your favorite songs, Carrie. 
Oh, really? <laughs> and your favorite singer, Conway. He's one of them. He's one of them. Only one. One of them, yeah. <laughs> now, my, my sister-in-law, she is in love with Toby Keith. Oh, my favorite all-time has got to be George Jones. George Jones, yeah, he is good. Oh. George George Strait's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Waylon, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Waylon Jennings? Is, is there such yes. a singer? Yeah, yeah. Waylon Jennings. Oh, yeah. Waylon Jennings. Another one that passed away. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Conway, uh, no, the one that I've got, I'm going to play in just a few minutes. Uh, the only one of the Conway Twitty songs that uh, that I didn't play was one that I liked so so much and it was by uh, Jimmy Reeves and you remember Jimmy Reeves and he was in that aircraft accident he he owned a uh, a Bonanza a debonair and uh, he mm-hmm. was flying he was flying over to Tennessee over there close to uh, uh, Nashville where he and his partner had bought some real estate and they were looking uh, going to uh, I guess get once they landed go over to see the property but any anyhow they ran into a thunderstorm and they uh, I think the cause of it was ruled a spatial disorientation and right uh, yeah yeah but uh, a great I remember singer. that very vividly uh, that was in 1964 is when it happened, July yeah, of 1964. I was in Chicago getting a haircut, and a guy had a radio up. Uh, the barber had a radio, and the news came on. Uh, this was when I was based in Chicago, and they said uh, Jim yeah. Reeves has been killed the night, the night before. In a, yeah. Somewhere close to Nashville. Yeah, yeah, a little town called, uh, oh, golly, I can't think of the name of the town now. But at any rate... Uh, Here's that song. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it now since we've been talking about it, and then we'll talk about some other things. And uh, listen to this. It's a beautiful song. Put your sweet lips a little closer to the phone. Let's pretend that we're together all alone I'll tell the man to turn the jukebox way down Darling, I will understand. 
Gentlemen, if I ever heard of one, I'd have taken a gun and shot the guy. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, Jim. Yeah. Gentlemen, this music, there's a lot of sad guys out there. I know it. <laughs> They're all in a bar. <laughs> oh, golly. It's a great song. It is a pretty song, yeah. We've got another caller from the Atlanta area. He, uh, Carrie, yours is 380. I wonder who 294 is. I don't know. 294? Well, it's the 770-294. I don't know. Is that Al? I don't know whether it's Al Jenkins or not. Might be. But, no, it's not. Only the shadow knows. Only the shadow knows. Everybody's talking. Well... At any rate, some great songs were sung back in the day, and they were Eastern days that when we were happily working and happily listening to songs like that, it was uh, it was it was great. It really was fine music. Heard with a, a great company. We all have some great stories. Anybody want to share a story or two? Just one, real quick story. If anybody's got one that they just can't wait to get it out, please. Come on. Well, I have a real, real short, real, it's not a story. Can't wait. short tidbit. When George Jones died, my brother went to the church and rang the church bell. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? That's it. That's the whole thing. That well, was you got to point out the fact that that he rang the church bell on Sunday morning. It wasn't, it wasn't like he hijacked was a phone and took her. Well, that was his job. So he, he saw fit when George Jones, you know, whatever big things happened, he would go and ring the bell. Well, this was a big thing for him. Was George Jones asked me to ring the church bell. <laughs> oh, God. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> he, he was a church bell ringer every Sunday morning back then. Well, rings the bell somewhere along the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Rings> the bell. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite George Jones story is the one. You know, he had a bit of a drinking problem, and they were trying to get him off of it. They really? shut down. Uh, they shut down everything they could, and uh, and she said that. Uh, they figured he wasn't going to be able to go get anything that night. He looked out, and he was on the ride longboard with a snapper going down the highway, going to the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, he's hard to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was he doing, going down the road for to the liquor store or what? Yeah, I was going down those old Tennessee Road at night when he was riding his snapper longboard. <laughs> she took his truck keys away from him and all his other keys, but he got on the lawn for it. So, 
He was a, a those... big country music singer too. His wife was. Yeah, a lot of those guys wound from up Pasadena, in jail. No, Loosedale, Mississippi. Loosedale, I think, is where she was from. <clears throat> Johnny Cash wasn't the only guy in prison, <laughs> although you would yeah. think so. But, <laughs> but what's the guy that plays that song, Silver Wings, that we play for our, what's his name, yeah. Chuck? I, I forgot his name already. Yeah, how quick I am. Oh, don't ask me. I forget where the key is. Well, are. I know, yeah. He claims he was in the, oh. when Johnny Cash sang that, uh, that the prison, Folsom Prison Blues. Uh, yeah, yeah. Guy. Well, this guy what was rougher say? than Johnny Cash. He, yeah. What's his name? What's his? Oh, I'm having on. a mental block, too. I am, too. Yeah, Silver Wings is the name of the song. And he wrote, he wrote about 500 of them <laughs> or oh, so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was a prolific songwriter and singer. Kelly, Kelly, you know who we're talking about, don't you? What's I know, I, I can't think. Oh, of Mike, got I got his microphone of... turned off, and now he's. I got you on, Mike. Tell me who it was. Well, I was thinking Merle Haggard, but you know, I Merle guess Haggard. Was, uh, yeah, that's oh. exactly who it was. Merle Haggard. <laughs> oh, How could we forget him? <laughs> yeah. I'll never Haggard. forget what's his name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying what you Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't here's his for, time. Isn't Fulton, isn't Fulton Prison almost in the outskirts of Atlanta? Yeah, that's no. the outskirts of Sacramento. I think that's yeah. in California, isn't it? Uh, it's hey, California. Guys. In between Oakland and Sacramento. Well, I guess mm-hmm. I woke up Harry. Harry probably called in to tell us. Hello, Harry. Yeah, I was trying to help you guys out, but it sounded like you got it already. <laughs> Stay on the line. You've got a technical problem. We're Came out of the closet. To, we're getting close to dead air time. <laughs> well, I, I got a little story for you. You're, Go. You're talking about all these uh, country singers, Conway Twitty and Merle Haggard and George Strait. Well, do you and Jim happen to remember Harvey West and crew schedule? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes. Yes. Well, Harvey Harvey was an interesting kind of guy, and uh, a couple things about him. Harvey, if you came up behind him and punched him in the ribs, he would just blurt out whatever he was thinking about, which uh, it was quite amusing sometimes what he was thinking <laughs> about. <laughs> but the but the connection punch him in the ribs, Harvey, I guess so. <laughs> well, it's just a light punch. It wasn't. It was just to just to get his attention. But Harvey had worked in at the Nashville airport earlier in his career before. I guess he came to Atlanta. And anytime we were had music in, on the on the radio, which was all the time, music. And uh, uh, shoot, I don't, I don't I don't forgot his name now. Who am I talking about here? Harry Young. Anytime Farron Young would come on the radio, Harvey would get this sour look on his face. I guess Harvey must have had a couple of run-ins with him. Farron Farron Young was not known to be, uh, well, you say, nice to the little people, the baggage handlers and taxi drivers, whoever. But any time he heard Farron Young on the radio, Harvey West would say, Farron Young, that son of a bee, every time. I thought that was his last name, the way Harvey said that. But he, he didn't like that man at all. No uh, so Harvey. Oh, Harvey so that's, West. That's my story. All right. Well, 
with that one, here's another one for Carrie. Another another Conway song for Carrie. See if you remember this one. People see us everywhere. You sure it's not Elvis? They think you really care. Oh, that's Elvis. But myself I can't deceive. I know it's only make me dreams come true, my one and only you, no one will ever know how much I love you so, my only prayer will be, someday you'll care for me, but it's only me, believe, my hopes and my dreams come true. For you, my heart, a wedding ring, my all, my everything, my heart, I can't control. down too except in Miami except in Miami in Miami every every afternoon at 4 o'clock it was going to rain come hell of high water (laughs) oh yeah well when I was a young kid growing up out in rural Mississippi we didn't have a car to leave the keys in but we kept the horses tight close by in case we had to make a murder to run somewhere there you go (laughs) kept the the keys but no car saddle them up yeah, <laughs> it was a wishful thinking, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Set them up, and they could go to the liquor store by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, rural Mississippi, by the they didn't have nothing to think called a liquor store. 
you had to know which store had the fences on either side, and you could drive around back so nobody could see you, and they'd have the whiskey out the window at the hey, back Jim, of the store. Did, any, mm-hmm. did anybody advertise the still locations? No. <laughs> but uh, I think we ran up on one one time, me and my friend Crusher was hunting squirrels in some place down south of Jackson. I've forgotten exactly where it was. And we had to walk across a field to get to some more woods. It looked like they had a lot of trees over there that might have some some uh, squirrels in them. And this guy came running out there with a shotgun out of the woods and started hollering at us. We, Chris was a loud mouth, so he hollered back. And this guy shot that shotgun up. We turned around and ran. And we figured that we had almost come up on a steal is what happened. Yeah, I'd have been yelling, I ain't a squirrel, I ain't a squirrel. Shotgun full of rock salt. (laughs) That's a true story, too. Here here in the villages, besides public stores, they have a public liquor store. And I went to get some uh, cordial to put on some ice cream for me and my friends for over the weekend. And right there on the shelf in mason jars is moonshine. I don't know yeah. where they buy it from, but mm. that, that mason jar costs $13 for moonshine. Mm. I've got well, it here in New York. <laughs> Have you guys... Well, in 1950, Mississippi had a big vote on the legalized uh, booze, you know, that to go over. It was a, wet, it was a dry state. There's no doubt about it. And uh, they went around and paid, paying guys $25 to to uh, vote no. And uh, they would take the $25 and go have a drink and then vote yes. They'd love to tell that story, how they took $25 to vote yes. They voted no and then went and bought some whiskey behind the store. Well, tell me, guys, how did they make those virtual shows about the moonshiners on television, have you seen? Have you seen those? You know, like the, the ducks. Uh, yeah. Except, mm-hmm. yeah, and except yeah. Uh, they were. It's all about moonshine and the making of moonshine. You're right. Mm-hmm. How do they get away with that? I don't know. I don't know. It's easy when you got the cops on your payroll. <laughs> they don't sell it. That's how they get away with it. <laughs> the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Go, okay, yeah. my my final contribution to Conway Twitty is not a Twitty song. However, Uh-oh. he had one of the best versions of this song. See what you think. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen. And down the mountainside The summer's gone And all the roses falling It's you, it's you Must go and I must The summer's gone and all the roses falling. It's you, it's you must 
go and I must survive. But come ye back when the summer's in the meadow, or when the bed is lush and even white with snow. Sang that way. No yeah, way. What year that was? <laughs> what year was it? Oh, in the early sixties. Nineteen fifty-nine. And what was uh, his? What was his born name? Conway Twitty. What was his birth name? Who knows that? Oh. I didn't know oh, until I, I just forgot. looked at it. Harold Jenkins. Harold. Harold Jenkins. Lloyd Harold Lloyd Jenkins. Now, that's Harold not a real Jenkins. good country music singer. <laughs> Harold Jenkins. Harold Lloyd Jenkins. No wonder he changed his name to Conway Twitty. If he was yeah. still singing today, he would be in the tweet world, so uh, that would be a good name for him, Twitty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that was a lot of fun today, folks. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, it to, was. I'm going to have to leave the air. I got the grout man coming over. And uh, give me an estimate of how how to regrout some things here in the house. Things seem to dry out, just like just kind of like me, dry out. <laughs> <laughs> I need regrouting. <laughs> but anyway, it's been fun. I'm gonna sign off here now. But thanks a lot. I enjoyed your company. And let's do it again. Well, will be over. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it again next Saturday. Thanks so much. See you guys. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you, Carrie. Bye-bye. I'm going to play a little Merle Haggard here to go out with.